Today's emergency edition of the BS Podcast, special Nick's Freak Out Edition, brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You know what's smart? Keeping Porzingis. What are you doing, Nick's? You know what else is smart? Uh, going to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS to hire the right people for your business. They identify people with the right skills for your job. They actively invite them to apply. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Let's talk about the ringer.com. We're breaking down all things basketball. Anthony Davis wants to get traded. Porzingis did get traded. You can read all about it on our website. You can listen to the Ringer NBA show. You can listen to all of our podcasts, actually. You can listen to me on a couple pods this week that aren't this one. The Rewatchables, we did Proof of Life. I went on Cousin Sal's podcast to do part one of our Super Bowl props uh, that we will finish and put up tomorrow. So that happened. And then I actually went on House of Carbs to talk about this new LA steakhouse that I went to called Cheese Baca, which was delicious. So check all that out and then uh, and then come back tomorrow because we're going to do a fourth podcast this week. This is what happens when we have emergency NBA news. We add podcasts coming up a whole bunch of people to talk about uh, one of the most perplexing NBA deals in a few years. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, it is 1.20 Pacific time Thursday. This is an emergency podcast. I was supposed to talk to Sal about uh, the Super Bowl. We're going to push that to tomorrow. Four podcasts this week. Have Chris Ryan here, Justin Berry here. They just taped a Ringer NBA show that is now, feels like it was taped in 1950. There's still good content on there, Bill. Okay, good. All right, you can still listen to that. What was the content? It was, it was, it's Anthony Davis. It's all Anthony. It was everything. BP before Porzingis. <laughs> and then uh, Sean Fennessy's here as well. He's Hi. just crestfallen, devastated. Um, the Knicks have traded Porzingis to the Mavericks for, um, and they got rid of their two worst contracts. Sure. Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee. They received Dennis Smith Jr., uh -huh. the expiring contract of DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think Trey Burke went to the Mavericks as well. And there's like some future pick that we don't know what it is. It's basically a salary dump with their franchise player. Really <laughs> Can you just give me a little bit of context? I'm, I'm, I really feel like I'm losing my mind. Because he was so high on this like tw 10, 15 minutes ago. He was like, this is great. No, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. I just, can you, I, I'll, I'll explain why it could be great, but can you give me some context for if this has ever happened? Has, has a team ever dumped its most valuable piece for cap room? I don't think it's ever happened. So, cool. Let's start here. By doing this, the Knicks are basically saying we're getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving this summer. Right, right. We're getting both of them. So that's the first thing. It's funny hearing all the Knicks fans flip out on Twitter, but that was my first reaction. Like, holy shit, they're actually getting those guys. And then as a Celtic fan, I'm like, oh, fuck. We're going to lose Kyrie Irving. What was your basketball take there, Justin? I would say just uh, fear if you're a Knicks fan. Like, do you if you have this cap space, are you really all that comfortable with Jim Dolan putting it to use, considering, like, how they've done that in the past? Yeah, if there was any team, if that was their plan, if there was any team you would trust less with that plan, yeah. I don't know of them. It's By the, the way, Knicks. it's pouring rain here, and I think it's God is a Knicks fan. He's it's sobbing. Jason Gallagher crying with it's happiness. His, his tears. <laughs> yeah. So the last time we did this was 2010. The Knicks basically did a two-year cap dump 
um, to part the seas so they could get LeBron and Wade and uh, whoever else. And Whoops. They got none of those guys. They got Amar Stoudemire, who's good for about five months. 50 games. And then they're back in this whole thing. So this is now two full decades of the Knicks doing this, Sean. I just said to our colleagues today that this is the first time this morning that I have felt good in 19 years about what the Knicks are doing. They finally leaned into the tank after years after the Patrick Ewing to the Sonics trade that they should have been leaning into the tank. And they were doing it perfectly. The Bulls won yesterday, giving them a two-game advantage, putting them in the second spot at the bottom of the lottery. Although yeah. it, 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 the top three teams share the same odds of getting the top. The bottom three teams yes, share the same right. odds of getting the top picks. But so, just stay in the bottom yeah, three. Sure. That was my only feeling was stay in the bottom three. You'll have a ton of flexibility in the offseason. You'll probably have enough. If you make one deal at the deadline, you'll have enough for one max contract spot. And if you want to trade your assets, you can do it. You can trade KP along with Courtney Lee in the offseason. And we just talked about earlier today in group chat, if they're going to trade KP for anybody, it was going to be Anthony Davis, perhaps the best player in the NBA, <laughs> not Dennis Smith Jr., perhaps the sixth best player on the Dallas Mavericks, a team that sucks. Very oh. available, that Dennis Smith Jr. I like. Can we talk about a couple of, there's so many different permutations. Well, like, can we start here? Yeah. This trade is still available in June? Of course, sure. <laughs> sure. Of course it is. Dallas this is why. Gonna be like, hey, man, if, if June come June comes around, we're not this taking This is one Porzingis. of the craziest things about these last few days, especially the Anthony stuff and this thing is like, what do these guys know about the summer that we don't know? Well, I think we know. Well, I guess the wrinkle here is the reporting since the initial reporting is that KP will only sign the qualifying offer in Dallas. So I wonder how Can much you that explain what that means to the audience. It essentially means he's a restricted free agent this summer. Uh, the the team that has his rights can match any offer he gets. But if he signs the qualifying offer, it's just for a set amount of money, but for only one season. So essentially, they only have Porzingis Dallas if he commits to this for one season after this one. But he can't sign that qualifying offer until July. Until this summer. So I guess could change his mind. That's I guess true. the complicating factor is if you waited till this summer, uh, it would have to be a sign-in trade at that point. So I guess that's why they moved now. Why they moved now for this deal is a completely whole other thing. That was the rationale for why people felt like the Knicks had no chance in Anthony Davis. Because there was an expectation that he had no desire to play in New Orleans and that we don't know what the future of that franchise is. So KP not wanting to be there obviated the opportunity for them to get Anthony Davis. Which is fine. The Knicks should not have been trying to acquire Anthony Davis because they didn't actually have the assets to get him. What they should have been doing is holding a spot for Kevin Durant, trying to draft Zion Williamson, and having Kristaps Porzingis, probably one of the 25 most talented players in the NBA, on their At roster. At least one of the best assets. Well, maybe they were worried that they didn't think KD could come unless they had the second max slot. KD's like, I'll come, but you have to get the second max slot. Right. So then they panicked and they did this. I hate when teams make a trade that they don't have to make. And it just feels like there could have been a better offer. Like I, I asked you before we started taping, where, where was Sacramento in this? Right. Which could Sacramento, they had all the same expiring contracts. Could you have at least gotten Marvin Bagley out of there, who I like right. a hell of a lot more right. than Dennis Smith Jr.? None of us, do we think he'll ever make an all-star Also, team? just how did this go from two and a half hours ago, Kristaps Porzingis is unhappy with the losing culture in the Knicks to Kristaps Porzingis is a maverick? That, that This was like so fast. Well, what do we think happened? Do you think he wanted to come back 
and they were like, no, don't come back. That's been the understanding in tank. New York. Yeah, in New York, it's that he has wanted to play and that he feels like he is going to be healed after the All-Star break and they don't want him to play because they're tanking. Now, it's unknown now what they're going to do with these new assets. Do you just let Dennis Smith Jr. play 35 minutes a game and maybe win you five games you shouldn't win? Do they immediately waive Wes Matthews and DeAndre Jordan? I assume so, but maybe not. Or you could flip... You could flip Matthews. Both those guys are expiring. So you could flip mm-hmm. Matthews probably for, I don't a know. second round pick? Yeah, I mean. something. DeAndre, if almost if you watched Dallas, it almost seemed like he was tanking the whole year anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's kind of perfect. Yeah. He doesn't move. He's a statue on defense now. Yeah. It was, I, the big picture thing for me is just this is the Knicks have been so bad for really on and off for 70, 73 years. You know, the Celtics. <laughs> have we all? Just that, yeah. <laughs> the original franchises who have the same names that they had in 1946 when the league formed were the Celtics and the Knicks. Yep. The Knicks, they go through, they, they made three finals, I think, the first 10 years. Then they cratered. They were terrible for almost the entire Russell era. They have this brief comeback with Willis. They win some titles. Then they crater again. It's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. Bernard King, oh, this is fun. Oh, we made the Eastern Finals. He blows out his knee. They get Ewing. From 89 to 99, they're relevant. And then the last two decades, except for the basically one and a half Carmelo years, not relevant. This is a team that has been awful, like for 70% of its existence. Sweet. Literally 70%. I've looked for reasons to quit so many times, and they keep giving fans reasons to quit. Like, Knicks fans, even if this works out, even if this is KD, Kyrie, and Zion, or RJ Barrett, or whoever, it still feels like the wrong move. It still feels like the wrong move. That's amazing. You guys just don't have enough guys. Yeah. I mean, like, that's just, that's just, KD and Kyrie is going to get you pretty high up in the Eastern Conference, but that's like, you're in a tough spot. You know, I guess to be fair, this trade is not available in June because those were expiring contracts. Right. So they're looking at it as this is our last chance to get rid of $30 million of contracts for next year that it, we could turn into Kyrie. So if you're the Knicks, you're going, um, all right, just just hold, stay with me. We get to July. <laughs> this trade is really Dennis Smith, KD, and Kyrie for Porzingis. You do that every time. <laughs> the problem is we don't know if any of those guys who, who decided is there. Is that Bill from Long Island? I think it's Steve Perry. Yeah. Steve Perry? No. Okay. What's his name? Oh, uh, Scott, Scott Perry. Perry. Scott yeah. Perry? Yes. Or Steve Mills. Steve Perry sings Steve for Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish Steve, Steve Perry, Perry made that. a trade today. I'd feel a lot better about it. Can I throw up a uh, conspiracy theory out yeah. there? Yeah. Do we know how healthy Kristaps is? Well, that's the rub with him, right? I think that's why the Celtics were afraid of really diving in on him. So that, that I think the case goes both ways on this deal then. If it's possible that the Knicks have just traded Kristaps Porzingis at his lowest possible value over the last four years mm-hmm. yes. or at his highest possible value. Because mm-hmm. it, they, they think that there's something wrong with his legs yes. or something or his back or yes. whatever. That had always been the buzz with him. Lower leg fair. stuff. Yeah. It was lower legs. Hard for a guy this guy's that gonna big be. to play for that long. It's it is a checkered history for the seven foot three and up guys. They really have not, except except for Kareem, who's an alien. They, you know, you go on down the line, it has not gone that great, and that was the big fear with him. But when he got hurt, he was playing awesome. Remember that? Yeah, he was of like course I remember that. He's amazing. <laughs> hey, Sean, do you remember uh, when Kristaps was on the Knicks and he was incredible? I mean, <laughs> I, I, 
he's literally the only great player they've had since Patrick Ewing. I, I don't I know you guys have been trying to save Carmelo's reputation in the last few weeks. I know Justin is with me on this one. Carmelo me. was think, not a great Nick. I don't I also don't think Carmelo is a Pantheon player. He's like the fire festival of the NBA. I don't Completely. know why we keep talking <laughs> about this. It's, 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 <laughs> I'm just so psyched out because that trade is the kind of mortal wound that ruined that franchise for five or six or seven years. And this feels similar. Okay. This feels similar. Well, how many teams are saying to themselves, come July, we're going to be a player. Seems like we have an inordinate amount. And no free agents. Like, who is actually going to cha- uh, change teams? Because Clay Thompson isn't. I thought so, uh, Jason Concepcion nailed it when he said that ultimately this feels a lot like Tobias Harris and Boogie Cousins in New York <laughs> and not Katie and Kyrie. I, I, like, if it turns out to be something like that, that is dark. For I sh- actually think they're they're in a dangerous place with their fans. Because if this doesn't what, work out, Brook- and, and Brooklyn is rising, so they'll only make one billion next year instead of two billion. <laughs> <laughs> I know. At some point, your fans just have to. It's like a bad marriage where at some point you just have to get out. Unless yeah. you're Irish well, I think that the bigger strong. the bigger issue with any NBA team right <laughs> now is that like as we're seeing more and more, I think that like younger fans are more player allegiant than team allegiant. So right. as you get older, guys like Sean, guys like Brian Koppelman are going to be fewer and far farther between. They're not going to grow up with like diehard allegiance to the Knicks. They're going to be into KD. Having said that, though, didn't James Harden just last week or two weeks ago say how much he loved playing at MSG? Yeah. It's still a spectacular Oh, sure. I mean, LeBron said the other, when, when Wade came to town, he was like, it was always going to end here at the Garden. I mean, yeah. like, it's there. It's still out there. They said, uh, apparently, that Dallas game the other night where, where Dennis Smith got a triple-double, but I had a couple of friends that were at that game, and they said the energy was off the charts because of Luka. Was Luca's first MSG game, mm-hmm. and it was just like that's where that's when MSG is really special, and that's been the irony of the last twenty years of just a fucking shit show. But what's funny is, you know, you mentioned like Koppelman and Goldman who just died, who's rolling over in his grave him. right now. Mm-hmm. That they, they traded Porzingis, but like everyone's like, oh man, the glory days with the Knicks, and the glory days were like nineteen sixty eight to nineteen seventy three. That was fifty years ago, and then it's like <laughs> the Riley Knicks, man. That was like five years. And it's like, oh, man, Mello and JR, that was like nine months. (laughs) There are no glory days. The things are terrible. We romanticized the 90s teams because they represented something that felt very New York, but Mm -hmm. was ultimately a very ugly form of basketball, and they were a failure. That team was a truly heartbreaking generation for for basketball fans in New York. So They came the closest anyone ever came to beating Jordan and didn't. Yep. They, Should have. They had a 3-2 lead in the 94 finals and had a lead with like a minute left mm-hmm. and blew that title. And then they lost on the, what was 95? Was the Ewing, the finger roll from four feet away? That was probably the best out of all those teams. Thanks for asking me to be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was great, right? And then 99 was like the last fun, really fun Knicks team. That you, the you've been finals. talking a lot about like historical aspects of this stuff. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Has it ever been this out of control? With the league? Yeah, just the feeling of, like, player movement and, like, this sort of volcanic change out of nowhere like this. Yeah, and I I think the internet doesn't help. Sure. Yeah. And stuff like, like Rick Buecher's thing the other day. Kyrie Irving's open to coming back with LeBron. Did Like, can you imagine if somebody was covering the ringer day after day, like, like, NBA players are covered, where it's like, Justin Verrier open to going back to ESPN, and then we'd he'd come into work the next day, and we'd, all, we'd all be stink eyeing him like, 
Are you going back? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. It's like, I don't know where that fucking came from. <laughs> well, did but we? that's what it's like to be an NBA player every day. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him, like, blink twice. And I was like, oh, no. Isn't that what happened with DSJ? Wasn't wasn't he essentially sitting last week because there was some concern yeah, about what his role was on the team? Carlisle was like, I, this guy, he was gone. He was gone. Carlisle yeah. was like, I don't want to do this anymore. DSJ was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And Carlisle had to walk it back. Isn't it amazing that the Knicks now have Frank Nilakina and DSJ, but not Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> How fucking brutal <laughs> is that? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, and Moutier. Don't forget about and him. Moody. Yeah, Moody. Do you have three. What do you have? Four point? Are you trading? Well, Trey they traded Trey Burke. But I, three point guards. To, to, to ha- they should trade for Malik Monk now too, and just so they can have all those guys from eight through twelve. <laughs> Look, I, but still, not I still believe in Malik Monk. <laughs> so <laughs> me too. So I, I theorized. I think last year that I felt like the Knicks fans had replaced Red Sox fans. Like what we had with Red Sox fans pre two thousand four, where it's just like the default. The default thinking is always, we're fucked. This isn't going to work out. This is going to go badly. We're going to screw this up. That not that what Knicks fans are like? I think that it's actually Jets fans and Vikings fans that have a better case there. Because no, no, but I'm talking about the scale of the Knicks fan base. Because well, we also have yeah. differences. Half of them are bloggers. That's true. You're right. This is, you had Golden <laughs> yeah, die. We talked about it on the podcast when after he died. Like, all the guy wanted was for the Knicks to be good again and to get back to where they were in 73. And, and it was 45 years and then he died. Yeah. That's what the Knicks fans are. But becoming. this is also the big thing. Like everybody looks at the ringer and they're like, oh, you guys, you're a bunch of Celtics and Sixers fans. I got Knicks fans coming out of my yeah, we ears have like 12, over here. We have it's just like, fans. Yeah, every night it's just like narration of it on Slack. It's just Mad James and 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 Noah were keeping the faith and Divine were keep before yeah. Divine went to the dentist today <laughs> when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping the faith on this up until until like 12 p.m. East, uh, West Coast time. Divine's going to be like, you can put me under and, and just not bring me back at the dentist. Well, so <sighs> Noah, <laughs> Noah's like 26. Uh-huh. I mean, think about his life he's as a nostalgic. Knicks fan. Like you barely yeah. remember Spreewell's last yeah. season. He's nostalgic he's for Jason Kidd. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. like, remember that one year, man? We were hitting those threes <laughs> with Chauncey. Oh, no, wait. Was Chauncey on the 13 team? No, they got rid of him. I think they got Chauncey rid of him. Chauncey was yeah. on the 11 team. They, mm-hmm. they stretched, they stretched him, yeah. him. Yeah. Oh my god. I uh it's a fiasco. I, I mean, if you want to talk about the more positive side of it, this is an amazing Mavericks trade. Well, so let's talk about that really quick and then we can go back to okay. making fun of the Knicks. <laughs> Great. Haralabob. Our friend. Yeah. Executive of the year. <laughs> <laughs> a former BS podcast hall of famer. <laughs> but like he went into this with the same mindset that when Daryl took over Houston and Daryl's like, I just need to get two stars. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and then eventually that moves to, I just need to get three stars. But yeah, I just got to have two stars. I don't care who else is on my team. Just got to make sure I have two guys who make a difference. And now Dallas has these two guys that are kind of perfect together if if KP can actually stay healthy. But Doncic can And even if KP create. can't stay healthy, it's not the end of the world for Dallas. No, I mean, what did they really give up? Right. They gave up a first-round pick, and they gave up DSJ, who they didn't want to have on the team anyway. And they've learned over and over again they're not necessarily a free agent destination. Right. Well, you are if you have Doncic and KP. I agree with you. But Here's if, the other thing. Are they a stealth kind of eighth seed now? Depends if, if KP Porzingis comes back. comes back yeah. in like two weeks. Do they and, literally have enough guys on the roster? I mean, so they have Hardaway <laughs> right. Jr., Maxi. Courtney. They have Doncic and KP, theoretically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cleaver. They got Harrison Barnes. Oh boy. Barnes. Oh, Barnes is like a competent NBA player. Definitely. Yeah. If he's your third or fourth option, that's good. Dallas is four back from the eight spot. It's feasible. It's fe- if KP came back in a week, it's 
It also probably depends on what year the and pick Atlanta is has their to. pick next year, right? Yes, yes. So they Atlanta have has their pick every this year. reason to go for it. Yeah, they have right. their pick this, this year. Yeah. yeah, it's top five protected. So they were heading toward this ring. So they're, they're, they should just be going. They should bring them back and just go for it. Why not? They I mean, got rid of DeAndre, which makes them better instantaneously. Dirk's still on that team too. Yeah. Dirk's, Dirk's shown signs of life. Sure, it's not 1973 Willie Mays anymore. But ultimately, like this is now one of the most fun teams in the league. If he comes back, I'm trying to think those is, two guys together. Is there a more electric, like good one-two combination in the league? Maybe like John Collins and and Kevin Huerter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you mean just like ball handler, big man, or young just guys? Any, just two young players. Is there any better combination than what they have? So right you now? you take uh, Hoiter and Collins over and beat Simmons then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Is that what we're, we're well, talking about? Hoiter and Collins can play together. <laughs> <Should I> call <laughs> Bristol, go on Bristol and see if they do the offer still on the table for you. Does Kyrie and Tatum count? No. Kyrie's only 26. I think Kyrie is a little veteran, though, for the, is the formulation we're talking hey, about. Hey, speaking of him, so yeah. now yeah. every for the next like at least three weeks, like every single Celtics game is going to be like, it's going to be basically all eyes on him. Well, that, that's the other thing about this trade is it is now like disrupted two of the best teams in the league. You're breaking mm-hmm. my heart. Golden State, <laughs> who is playing the best they've played in really two years and yep. looks like they're ready to go on like a 27-game winning streak, and they play tonight. Yeah, that's like 10 um, in a row right now. And right? now it's like, why'd the Knicks do this? Is KD going to the Knicks? Now they have to do that. And then the Celtics, the Kyrie stuff, which – I think I talked about on a podcast a couple weeks ago that I, for the first time, had heard from the Celtics side that they were like, yeah, we actually have no idea. If and Ainge went here. on a uh, like one of the radio shows uh, in Boston and was essentially like, you know, we're, we're always selling our team to our own players and to prospective free agents. I mean, it's always a tryout. And it's like, it's a lot different than Kyrie going in front of the season ticket holders and being like, I'm going to be here for a while. It's this funny how this works for me, you know, like. Well, but the Rockets did the wink wink with CP last year. Right, mm-hmm. probably would have pressed the reset button on it if they had to, but they kind of stuck by it. Yep. The Celtics, I think, had a wink, wink with Kyrie, but now if Kyrie goes, actually, I've changed my mind. I'm going to go to the Knicks. Like, what do you do if you're the Celtics? There's nothing you can do anything. It was illegal to talk about a next. Contract I mean, we one. also know Kyrie is probably significantly more mercurial than CP. I mean, he's just a he's an unusual guy. Yeah, I mean, he fucking announced a horror movie this week yeah. based on the Skirvin Hotel. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. That he's going to star in. Meanwhile, right. he has a chance to like make the finals. You guys can confirm, though, that I when it, whether it was tinfoil hat or not, three months ago, five months ago, <coughs> I was like, Katie and Kyrie to the Knicks. I feel like it's Katie and Kyrie to the Knicks. I was saying that because I did think that that's what they were planning for. And the biggest roadblock to that, if we want to look on the bright side of things, was Hardaway's contract. That was felt like, to me in September, an unmovable so deal. So you trust Scott Perry I know. and these guys that, that they think that they can pull that off? I trust... Donald Trump's cabinet more than I trust those guys, but I, I, but I, I, but I don't, the Knicks have never had $76 million in, in cap space. They've had 35, but they've never had 76. That's a lot. Do you think Rich Kleiman is the new team president? Fine. <laughs> Bouncing back from his last BS I was podcast make that appearance. Joke, but I felt like it would be inappropriate. If it means uh, KD, sign me up. If he's team president. Here's the other thing. All right, let's say this all works out. They get KD and Kyrie and they get Cam Reddish mm-hmm. or something. Fine. Um, why do we think KD and Kyrie would be good on the same team together? Like from a personality standpoint, both of those guys are pretty pretty odd. I do I, think they're complementary players though. Yeah, I, I guess wonder they're if, best friends. If you're Kyrie, let's say the options are KD or AD. 
on the Lakers? Like, where are you going? Or are, would you stay on the Celtics? I would rather play with AD. He's way better and way younger than KD. I don't think KD going to the Lakers in that formulation solves AD. the KD problem. Yeah. You're talking about eight, like you're talking saying about, KD and AD to the Lakers. No, no, he's no, saying, saying KD Kyrie goes to the Knicks. Ra- yeah, yeah, KD goes to the Knicks. AD goes to the Lakers. Oh, Who see. would you rather play with? Or let's say the Celtics land AD. Would you rather just stay there and play with AD? I personally would rather stay. Well, the with whole AD. Celtics getting Anthony Davis thing is predicated on whether or not Kyrie Irving is staying. Presumably. Hold on, guys. I'm going to bring in conspiracy bill for a second. <laughs> You actually do look like the Unabomber right now. <laughs> what if LeBron and Kyrie have planned this all along? So what? <laughs> so they incepted Scott Perry. So you don't what think if, that Le- what, what if what if it was like we both got to get out of Cleveland? Screw Dan Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Um, you work a trade to wherever you go to Boston. We'll make sure they get a draft pick back. I'll go to the Lakers, and then when your contract's up, we'll reunite like Andy and Red at the end of Shawshank. But Anthony Davis will be there too. And that leaves. You can't tell me that 100% didn't happen. Staple Center is Zuwataneo. Yeah. <laughs> Staple Wantaneo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make a Knicks fan feel any better about anything in the universe. I mean, that's a nightmare. You know what else will make you feel bad? I know for a fact that LeBron and Wade wanted to go to the Knicks and Dolan and Donnie Walsh screwed it up. Great. That happened. Cool. Perfect. That's awesome. It, my, Riley came in last minute because the Knicks screwed up the meeting so badly. Those guys kind of looked at each other and like, "Ah, let's go to Plan B." <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to say about a conspiracy bill though. Okay, so you don't like that theory? I I think that that's the problem what we're dealing with right now. Is like it's like the stuff realized. that seems like it would be fringe thinking. Yeah, is actually probably more believable than than not. It's more believable that there is like basically like a, a handshake agreement between a bunch of these guys to go to the Knicks right now than there is that they just decided to, to trade, as you described them, the most talented player they've had since Ewing for Dennis Smith Jr. and a couple of expiring contracts. Let's take a quick break. We're taking a break to talk about To Kill a Mockingbird. You might have heard Aaron Sorkin was on this podcast, Academy Award-winning screenwriter and playwright. He discussed his long career, all the great things he did, including the West Wing, the newsroom, the social network. Well, he has a new play on Broadway. It's an adaptation of Harper Lee's Pulitzer Prize winning To Kill a Mockingbird, which was recently voted America's best loved novel of all time. It has also become one of the most popular and toughest tickets to get on Broadway. It set the record as the highest grossing American play in Broadway history. It doesn't feature the Knicks, which is a bonus. It's been selected as a critic's pick by the New York Times, and it's been called one of the greatest plays in history by NPR. Two-time Emmy Award winner Jeff Daniels, live on stage as Atticus Finch. Variety said, one of the greatest stage successes of this or any Broadway season is not played to a single empty seat. And while it's sold out for the next several months, tickets would make a fantastic Valentine's Day gift when purchased for available performances this summer or fall. Tickets are available directly through telecharge.com or the show's website, To Kill a Mockingbird, broadway.com. Check that out. All right, we're back. So I just looked at Twitter and uh, Yaya Dubin, though, is that Jared Dubin? Jared Dubin, yeah. yeah. He tweeted, Charles, Charlie Ward was the last Knicks draft pick to sign a second deal with the team for longer than one year. He was drafted when I was seven. I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing we gotta I'm, just I'm we gotta gif all of Sean's reactions here today I'm just sick I can't I 
can't believe they did this. And it, and it happened in the span of an hour. Mm-hmm. And there's just no way that there's logic behind what they were thinking. They well, got Max scared Kellerman of what? disagrees. He said, imagine being an organization so inept you trade an athletic, pure-shooting, seven-foot-three defensive monster on his rookie deal in exchange for cap space. Let that sink in. Oh, no, he actually agrees. Of course he agrees! <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over that this was for cap space. And DSJ, who is by no means an, an elite player, by no means has Yeah, but you don't value. know how DSJ and Frankie are going to work together. Oh you know God. what I mean? Maybe, like, their and misses also, offset, uh, you know? Since this is on the record, I, let me come forward as a Knicks fan who does not believe in Frankie Smokes and has not understood the cult of Frankie Smokes mm. whatsoever. Yeah. If you've watched him play this year in the up and down rotations of of Fizdale, you know that he still has absolutely no offensive game. He has no command of the game, and his defensive skill is, I think, pretty overrated. Like he just doesn't impact games at all. So, why did we trade the valuable guy but not the not valuable guys? What would you have gotten for Frankie? Yeah. I, something, anything, clear like a space. second round pick. At what this are we going to do with Frankie and DSJ when we have Kyrie? I think nephew Kyle is more trade value than Frankie at this point. <laughs> yeah, 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 thanks, man. <laughs> nephew, no, you're a good nephew hey, Kyle man. is vital. Thanks, yeah, you're guys. a good team chemistry. DSJ, they'll keep. They would keep and have him play combo guard off of Kyrie, right? Taking shots away from Kevin Durant. Look, no, I'm not, thank you. Like we saw that show already. Yes. It's called the Oklahoma City Thunder from 2009 through 20. That's like, the finals. Dennis Smith is the big winner of this trade. He's like, let's go. Oh, you yes. always wanted to go there. This is my team now. <laughs> big Apple and DSJ. Here this, we go. That guy getting triple doubles and leading the Knicks to like 25 wins is my worst nightmare. Yeah. That's what do you nightmare. think Fizdale yeah. thinks right now? I think he probably thinks he's getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How about I think the Celtics should just trade Kyrie right now to so, to to New Orleans? No, it, it really feels like he's going to leave. So maybe maybe they should actually like shop him and think about what would you want to get? What would be the future? So, well, yeah, what's him? a fair return for Kyrie? I don't know. But, Jimmy Butler? Here's this: <laughs> trade for Anthony Davis. <laughs> we keep talking about how AD and Ky- and Kyrie want to play together. Why not just trade Kyrie for AD? That's what and I'm get saying. Drew too. Just take mm, both of those guys oh. and throw like every Jalen Brown and a million yep. picks in there, and yeah, just assume the the Pelicans that, team and do it better. That would be the funniest possible ending of this like ten year <laughs> Danny Ainge asset accumulation is to become the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a move where like it could do a three way where Kyrie goes to the Lakers, they send stuff to New Orleans, Boston ends up getting AD. Like I don't know if it's realistic, but. Is that ultimately your end game? Is that what you wanted out of this? I, I got to say my head's spinning. I don't know what I want anymore because the Knicks doing this makes me think that they feel like they're getting those guys. And it's like I, w- I believed in Kyrie in Boston until two weeks ago. And then I started getting nervous about it. The problem with it is that attack, I wouldn't you know? necessarily count on whatever those guys are maybe sort of signaling right now being the case in July. Like I just think that the, like if anything, we're seeing like how fast stuff moves how things can fall apart and come back together. I mean, well, I, I was going to ask you three, five weeks ago, we were like, Oh, the warriors, they look shaky. Look at the yeah, nuggets, man. They true. don't look like they're really enjoying their basketball anymore. And now they look like they're going to like, maybe you just say like, can we run this team back? What's crazier? This or true detective season three. This is like just for weird. I can understand true detective season three. This is, <laughs> I don't understand how this goes from that. Such a weirdly worded Woj street tweet. The first Kristaps tweet that he sent right. out that was like, what was it? There was they've had meetings and there's concern on Kristaps's part about the culture. Yeah, it wasn't even that he asked for a trade. It was that they came away assuming that he wanted out. 
He didn't right. outright say that he wanted out, but that was their interpretation of the meeting. Also, the immediate reaction to that from pretty much every Knicks fan and NBA watcher in the universe was Chris Stapp's being concerned about the losing culture of the Knicks now as opposed to four years ago when he was drafted or six weeks ago when well, they were losing a lot of games. I he's mean, never, from what I've heard, he's never really been happy about anything the last two years. Well, except for the fact that he's like Jackson, basically like missed him. the better part of most of his career yet is still like a recognizable NBA name because he plays for the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. If he was on the Pacers and he had missed this much time, it would have been like, oh, it's too bad Kristaps never worked out. But if out. you go back in time and through the last four years of his career, what were the things they could have gotten for him? If they had traded high on him after that second season when it really looked like he was going to become well, a player. I know player. for a fact that Jason Tatum pick was, that was the number one pick I think was in play. Well, we know Tatum sucks now, so that's good. I'm relieved well, but about you, that. Would you rather have faults? <laughs> no. Lonzo? No. No, but I think the Celtics. I mean, that draft now looks kind of weird. I think Phil yeah. wanted to trade him for that number one pick. But mm-hmm. I think he wanted more stuff than just the pick. But I think that was in play. I mean, that's painful. So yeah, didn't you said something about that, right? You were like, there was like a three-hour window where that was like maybe going to happen. Yeah, I think. And then I think Phil, the there was some bitterness with the Celtics about that because I think there were some serious talks, and then they realized Phil Jackson was just a lunatic. Yeah. He's going to be leaving the Knicks soon. Can we go through all the all the things that have changed just since the summer of two thousand? Since this morning, eighteen. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going through the standings, doing this off the top of my head. Toronto has Ka- Kawhi. <laughs> Philly has Jimmy Butler, who are also was traded to the Bulls in that time in the last 18 months. Indiana traded Paul George for Old Depot and Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtics got Kyrie. Celtics got Kyrie. <laughs> Detroit got Blake Griffin. Atlanta traded, did that Doncic whatever trade. Trey Young trade, yeah. Um, the Knicks traded Porzingis. The Warriors got Boogie Cousins. Oklahoma City got West, but got uh, Paul George. Houston got Chris Paul. Forgot mm-hmm. about that one. Mm-hmm. That old giant Chris Paul trade. And then Sacramento did something weird. And Anthony Davis <laughs> wants to leave New Orleans. And Anthony Davis wants to leave New Orleans. <laughs> the entire that's, With a year and like a half left on his deal. 15 of the best players <laughs> in the league were involved in something over the last 18 that's months. That's why I was asking, like, do you— do you basically like? Do you think this is sustainable? Like, do you think that there might need to be like? I, I, I personally like. Obviously, it's good for business. It's also very entertaining. But is this how they want the league to work? The the interesting no. thing to that has emerged for me, especially around AD, and I'm curious what you guys think and know about this because I don't know nearly as much as you guys. Is just the complete ineffective ineffectiveness of the supermax. The idea that that is just not a, a trump card at all. For, for for superstar players. And it's actually a hindrance if the guy is 70% as good as you thought he was, like in the John Wall case, where you do the Supermax and then... Right. Russell Westbrook, nobody's going to want to have Blake, that, that yeah. deal. Blake Griffin, nobody's going to want to have that deal. It hasn't really worked. I think the only times it has worked are, are sure things like Steph Curry because mm-hmm. he has the best team in history around him. I think maybe one other instance it's worked, but the more recent examples just it hasn't worked out. I mean, So AD, it only works with married guys. <laughs> way more stable. <laughs> Could be it. Uh, I mean, what do you do if you're a small market team and, and the Supermax doesn't work? Like, what are the alternatives for the for the union at the next negotiation? Well, so, the, so the NBA has heard this argument because it's a league in crisis and nobody wants to admit it. The league is like in full crisis between the tampering the player movement, the tanking, like this is all bad. And they point to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And like, well, Oklahoma City is a small team. Westbrook resigned there and then they traded for Paul George. They kept him. So it's all fine. And it's like, it's not fine. Yeah. Three this years from now, though, because if Westbrook you own New Orleans, if you own 
New Orleans has now lost their two franchise guys, or they're about over to the lose last Davis. decade, right? And they've had two good players in the last decade. They're going to lose them both. San Antonio was is probably going to feel aggrieved by that. That Indiana. feels. What? I don't know if that was a small market thing. I don't think it was a small market that, thing, that, but I, I think it's a team that's that like, look, if we are at a free agent destination. If you're Indiana, if you're San Antonio, if you're New Orleans, and you're not going to get. You can't get into the mix with these guys. Yeah, there's a little confirmation bias probably happening. Like, New Orleans just didn't do a good job over the past decade. The Spurs had a very weird situation with Kawhi and his injury and how they dealt with that and, like, what his uncle sure. wants. Like, how sure. many crazy uncles are out there that are going right. to throw off, like, a top five player in the league? I, well, you, still, you know, because you, you covered the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. They went all in really quickly with that Drew Holiday trade and— you know, in retrospect, that turned out to be a good trade. But I think the one model that we've seen really work, if you have a gym who's like 20 or under, the model that works is the KD model in Seattle, where they were like, we're going to be really bad for three straight years. So we're going to put blue chip guys around this guy and we're going to grow this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it didn't work because they ended up having to trade Harden and I mean, you got screwed up. But that is that's how you build around a young star. And what you're exactly what you're outlining is what I was screaming for three years ago with Porzingis. I was like, they, the Knicks need to strip this team down. They need to win 12 games a year, and they need to acquire picks to build out more assets, not unlike what the Sixers mm-hmm. did, because there was no upside. The likelihood of them making the playoffs with the Courtney Lees and Tim Hardaway Juniors of the world was very minimal. And I'll, I'll never get over that Hardaway deal. That's like one of the worst contracts in NBA well, history Lee in my was mind. Bad too. He was, but that was like $50 million, like $75 million for Tim Hardaway as your number one option is insane. While David Griffin, I believe, was... <laughs> <laughs> on route on a plane to New York to interview, and after that, it got canceled. <laughs> it's so funny that you know we see this over and over again in sports, where you have somebody like a Phil Jackson who's passing through, and he's clearly not gonna not there for the long haul. But now he wants something good to happen in the short term because otherwise, what do I care? I'm getting fired anyway. And then that leads to thirty million dollars a year for Hardaway and Courtney Lee, where. Anybody who knows anything about a basketball would have been like, just keep your cap space, roll it over. Use the cap space, get more picks. Like, you're not going to be good anyway. Like, keep keep going. Maybe two years from now, something will happen. And these guys never think that way. You know what's another wild thing panic. about all this is this, because we spent most of group chat talking about how you it's it's malfeasance to not let the, the market develop for Davis. Yeah. If, if, De- if you're Demps, you can't get barked into doing this because you're just like, you can't break and send him to the Lakers because that's what he wants. Like, you have to get the Boston offer first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where was the rest? What were the other Kristaps offers? Because there was like five minutes where Zach Lowe was like, watch out for the Spurs here for Kristaps. Why? Was, like, why not let like that was ridiculous. See, see what Miami wants? Like, see what there's a number of teams who I think would have taken a pretty big swing to get Kristaps. I would have loved like. Buddy and Bagley and a pick. Like, that would have been exactly. am- amazing. Exactly. I would have been so much happier with that. I don't that. know if I would have. If you're the Kings? I don't think I'd do that at all. If I you're the no, Kings? No way, because I don't think I can keep Porzingis. I'm Sacramento. Mm. Yeah, maybe. But maybe you say Darren Fox the trade, is there. He's a legitimate top 50, no, the 75 trade was, player. No, the trade was Bagley. If they had done, if you just done that exact same trade, but you put mm-hmm. Bagley in the DSJ spot, and you bring Porzingis in, and you hope that he loves playing with Fox and Heald, and now you really have something. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll stay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's one of those guys that cares about what cities he, he's in. But but we just learned he wanted to leave New York. Yeah, so but you're talking about like a good tire situation. fire franchise. I mean, really, you just outlined the last seventy five years. I mean, they're despite the fact that they're in New York, they are so badly run and have historically been so badly run. 
like you just can't compare it. It's not like being in Boston or in Los Angeles because they've they've literally ruined the value of being in New York. There was a, I mean, you go back like when they hired Donnie Walsh po- post Isaiah. It's really amazing. I mean, now I'm going backwards. Like Scott Layden was off also really horrible. Yeah. Dave Checkets was bad. Um, Isaiah was, I, th- I still think, the worst GM of all time when considering we, all the things he did. We did this on Slack like yeah, six yeah. weeks ago. And people are like, no, there's the brief a, no, he actually drafted well. It's like, no, Isaiah was the worst. Um, but then Donnie Walsh came in and it was like, finally, Fine, like an adult Donnie in the Walsh. Room. Yeah. And what they had was, like, I think his health was, I mean, it's not his fault. His health was feeling a little bit when they had the LeBron Wade meeting. He was in a wheelchair because he was recovering. So they like wheeled Donnie Walsh in. I think those guys were like, this is going to be the mastermind. This guy's like, he's sick. Like, what's going on? We, you have James Dolan dressed in all black asking if these guys want to come to a show <laughs> that night. When's the last um, time you've uh, looked up stories from that era? Because I've done it pretty recently, and I forgot the fact that they put together a clip of The Sopranos in which they were like, Tony was like, we need to go get LeBron at the airport. It's insane some really of the bad. things they were doing. And that was the first time... Um, that the, the guys had their own camera crews and stuff. That was the birth of the whole. I'm gonna use. Yeah. I'm gonna use my uh, my, my journey. I'm making a documentary yeah. about because it was yeah. like the Paul George. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Bosh had one. Dwayne Wade had one. LeBron was the, did the uh, the decision, and that was the first time. But and I now, thought that's what this some bad content. I mean, we don't have to adjudicate like 2012 Knicks or anything. But I actually thought that even though they were not able to land the big fish and LeBron and Wade. <laughs> A lot of what Donnie Walsh did during that time up to the Carmelo trade, I really liked. I The assets that they acquired, drafting Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, those were entertaining teams. They were a good fit for Mike D. And even though they were never going to win the NBA title, they were accumulating young assets. And they spent those young assets on Melo, which was a huge mistake because he was going to be a free agent. It's not unlike um, you know some of the situations that have played out in the last 10 years with guys who are on the precipice of free agency – getting dealt, and then you realize that you've just wasted your assets mm-hmm. to sign somebody to stay with the team. But well, Hold on. If we're really going to legislate the mistakes, think of $100 million to Amari, yep. which is fine because the idiot, uh, they had the, what was it called? The amnesty clause was coming. The stretch. Mm-hmm. So they, they knew that was probably coming oh, in yeah. the ne- after yeah, the yeah. next lockout. The mistake, the He's- biggest mistake in Knicks history, recent Knicks history, was the lockout ends – they use the amnesty on Chauncey Billups yep. so they can then sign Tyson Chandler to have their quote-unquote big three. And then they had no amnesty for Amari, and he just destroys them basically for the next four years, and that was it. But if they don't use that amnesty on him— I would argue that what destroyed them was building your team around Carmelo. I, I don't think that that was ever the right choice. Well, poor th- Carmelo. There's constantly he this— He was number three MVP in 2013. That's a good trade. He was the third best player in the league. But not if he would have just gone three months later, right? Yeah. That's... I mean, he wanted to get paid. He's, I, this is his cares? legacy. Like, He's I, too greedy. He I, was greedy in 11. He's greedy in 15. That is an unforgivable blame, sin. Legacy. That yeah. is an unforgivable sin. For I me. don't blame Melo. I blame the Knicks. And their whole thing is there's this push and pull between the team that we know, like the, the blueprint we know that works for every team versus the team they think they are. And this is why it's so fraught what they're doing now because it just drags up this belief that they think they, they should be big players like the Lakers when in actuality they should be building their team like the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like what the Hawks are doing a couple tweets from Zach Lowe. Uh, just landed, <laughs> uh, Zach landed yet. He said, Dallas should call KP's bluff on qualifying offer. He makes it. Um, he said, Yes, the cap space angle for NYK double max. 
blah, blah, blah. Overlooked possibility. Nick's grew weary of KP's justified complaints, said enough. Then he answered right or wrong. And the answer with Nick's is almost always wrong. <laughs> I do think front office org feeling like KP just didn't trust them and would never trust them was a factor in them cutting bait at this time early and at this price. How much more value does he have if you just do this trade in September? Like before the season started? Yeah. You, well, you, if you, do, you can't do it in September if the goal of the trade is to get KD and those guys. The thing is, if I I'm don't K- even think in September there because we didn't really have the Kyrie stuff in September, right? They don't. You don't have the expiring contracts at that point. Yeah, and KD would have already. They, it just doesn't work. The math is like you have to do the trade now. Yeah, the qualifying offer you'd have to pay him something in double digit millions. I'd assume. I, I, I meant last September. I don't mean oh, this last, last September. September. Yeah. I meant when we don't feel when he was like hurt. Yeah, but we don't also don't feel this this ambient pressure that burst after an hour mm. is so confusing to me. And it, it does really seem like Dallas and the Knicks just started talking. I mean, they just put this together like that. So are people in their twenties just unhappy? Like, is the ringer <laughs> like this? Is everybody unhappy at the ringer? Yes. How are you happy? <laughs> I'm doing great. You're not going to ask for a trade, right? I went to Utah, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm you good. good? Yeah. Kyle, can you protect the rim and shoot threes? <laughs> I maybe, do my best. Maybe right. millennials look just for reasons to be unhappy. I'm trying. I'm trying to sort this out. I don't understand why. How is everybody in the NBA unhappy except for three? They're not guys? unhappy. They just. It's like they're. It's not. They're boring if they're not moving. It's. Yeah. It's a constant ah. churn of action to create more interest in who they are. It's not. If you just are like, hey, I'm going to stay in New Orleans for seven years. That'll you'll just always be Anthony Davis, the guy that basketball lovers love to watch. Unless you're married. <laughs> I gotta go do big, the watch. <laughs> that's it? You're done? All right, we'll take one more break. We'll take a break to talk about the Sonos Beam, smart compact sound bar for your TV, newest addition to the easy-to-use Sonos home sound system. Look, fill your room with rich, brilliantly clear sound. Talk to Amazon Alexa. Hands-free control of your music and more. Connect Sonos speakers over Wi-Fi. Listen anywhere in your house. Be like me. I love the Sonos Beam. Go to Sonos.com to learn more and order your Beam today. S-O-N-O-S dot com. While we're here, we were supposed to have Bob Arum on this week. And we did. And it was awesome. It was actually one of the most fun interviews I've had in a long time. He is 87 years old and he's hilarious and remembers absolutely everything. One of the reasons we were going to run it this week was because he had some fights that are on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus including the title fight Alvarez and Kovalev, Valdez versus Tomasoni, and a whole bunch of other ones. Tomasone, Tomasoni, it's a featherweights. I don't follow the featherweights, but I'm going to watch that one. Uh, anyway, that's on ESPN all day on February 2nd, Saturday night. ESPN and ESPN Plus back and forth. So uh, sorry we didn't have Bob on this week to promote that, but um, we have him coming on later. In, uh, in February, and it is going to be fantastic. In the meantime, you can watch those fights and enjoy them. Back to the pod. All right, we're back. We made a trade. No. Chris Ryan's super unhappy, and he wanted out, so we traded him to the watch for is Jason he, is he Concepcion. Is he a restricted free agent? Yeah. With we got, no leverage? Sign our Chase qualifying offer, back. Jason. Is this, it? is this the nadir? This is as low as it, as it can get. Let me just... So, let me get this straight. The best player the Knicks have had in a decade. One of the... Most exciting young players in the league. He's a restricted free agent. Next year, this summer. With zero fucking leverage coming off an ACL injury and they trade him for cap space. Yeah. And Dennis Smith Jr. Why? And 
The other thing is the fucking explanation makes zero sense. Uh, Chris S. Porzingis had a meeting with Nick's management and, and hated the direction the team hated the losing and uh, left the impression that he wanted to be traded. And then like 45 seconds later, they had a whole trade structure with multiple players involved. Bull- fucking bullshit. Do you think that they, there's a huge bullshit. conspiracy? Yes. Do you, think, you think this has been in the works for a long time? I think this has been in the works for a while because oh, you God. don't just make a trade in two minutes after a guy walks out the door. I think they've Can been I- shopping him. And I think, and I think they leaked it in order to make him the bad guy. But ah. he hates all of this. He doesn't like the losing. He doesn't want to be part of this. I didn't. Conspiracy Bill was here before. He's coming back. And it, this is and good. then, and then when he did get mad because they're not letting him know what's going on, they went, "Aha! Spring it, leak it, and now the trade is ready to be done. It's there. Or, the papers are done. This is right. logical. Yes. Can conspiracy Bill joined you in this. None of the other explanations make sense. What they said does not make so sense. So they negotiate with Dallas secretly. Yes. And Dallas says. Here's how. Here's what we'll do. Right. They have that information. They have the meeting with KP today. Right. Where KP, a- it goes exactly how they think it's going to go because right. he hates everybody there. And they're like, "All right, we'll leak it out." Yes. And then I like this theory. This is what. This is the only way it makes sense. And the only way this comes good is if they have some kind of fucking back channel to Rich Kleinman where he's like, "Katie's coming." Or because if well, we're that's ma- how we started the podcast. Because if we're maxing Tobias Harris and fucking uh, Boogie <laughs> this summer, the building should be burned to the that ground. Was, that's the second person who said <laughs> no, that. No, I, oh. I, I credited Jason with that yeah. exact thought. Which the I, building should be burned. Yeah. It should so, be burned to the fucking ground. Okay, a- answer me this. I yes. think what you have just laid out is incredibly convincing. However, that means that there is extraordinary confidence on the side of Nick's management that they're going to get what they want. Does that make you feel any better? I mean, you know, a bird in the hand beats one in the bush. That's that's a saying that's like 5,000 years old for a reason. Because you don't bet on shit that you don't know. Yeah. If you don't know something is coming. 2010, you got Amari. (laughs) Yeah, right? This is what I'm scared of is like the Knicks are back and it's, you know, like uh, who? Who is saying the Knicks are back? Like literally the worst guy in the league? Who are the free agents they could get after Durant? Kyrie, uh, who? Jimmy Butler, hey, Jimmy Butler, Kemba, Crazy Jimmy, Kemba. Tobias Harris, uh, Kemba. No. <laughs> then Kemba you can have Kemba, DSJ, Kemba, Moutier, saying, oh my god, and, seven and, and Milikina all play together. Yeah, yeah. You need Kyrie to go with the seven other point guards. You and, and like the idea that the Knicks were ever players in the AD sweepstakes is absurd. Agree. Because that they was have, absurd. They have the worst package out there. By far. Milwaukee's package is better. Well, you, they had, have, the, you had your first pick, the pick. though. The, the, the pick's the in there. 14% chance at Zion. Yeah. And, you know, it could equally be like Rudy Gay, number one, number two, number three. The rest of the guys in that draft. And KP on one leg. That's your draft package. That sucks. That's trash. <laughs> that is shit. <laughs> Why would you, like, give me Middleton and whatever the fuck else the Bucks want. DiVincenzo and some picks. Like, that's better. Eh, I don't know about Middleton's expiring, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He, he is. He's I'd, I'd rather have the chance at KP on a QO and also the number one pick overall. But you're right that there's no guarantee of anything. And that's, if you end up with, I don't, I don't know, uh, Cam well, Reddish, that's not let's great. Check this out. <laughs> if the Knicks had offered <laughs> KP Hardaway and the number one pick for Davis, I I think I would have taken that if I'm the Pelicans because then I have two of the top five picks basically. Then I can flip KP for no, something else. I, you got to trade Drew it, right after. Yeah, that. you got you got you trade Drew, but I, I would just take KP as the asset to flip I, somewhere I else. I think he, like I don't see any reason why they should why they shouldn't just wait till the Celtics and 
to the Celtics. What, did, what would you Justin have wanted? The saying, tell us what you would have wanted the Knicks to do. Just because you're trade, a logical person. Not trade Kate. He's a res- he, again. He's a restricted free agent. I don't care if he's unhappy. So what if he's Katie coming is, off? An, he's got zero leverage. Coming off an ACL injury. Let some other schmo team out there be like, okay, here's here's an offer, and then fucking match it. You know, let the market set itself. And then match it. He has. He can't leave. I don't care if he hates New York, hates James Dolan, doesn't like his the players. He can't go anywhere unless you want him to go. But what if KD? I'm just guessing. Yeah. KD says I'm coming, but you have to get the second max guy. Well, that's what I mean. That's what this deal is about. It's, but look, but I'm saying you're the GM and KD, Rich Klein and whoever they text you and they say Jason, he's coming, but you have to get the second max guy, or he's not coming. That's the Knicks tampering is the only way that this is good. Like the fact that they have been, that's the only way that this makes sense. And this can be just, are you okay with that then? Am I okay with, but would you have done this trade if, if Katie told you that? No, it's, it's, there's no guarantee in it. Like he can change his mind. The guy's is flighty. Give me but something. Give me something concrete. I'm not going to like tear down my meeting. franchise because you say something's going to happen. But you're in a meeting and all the people that work for you are like, KP hates it here. He was a dick in, in the training room again. He's not re-signing here. Why wouldn't we use him to create cap space? Because KD texted you and he said he's coming. I, I, again, like when when the endorphins when the endorphins of the next Warriors championship are coursing through Durant's uh, you can't endocrine system, is he really going to be like, you know what? I'm going to give this up again to start all over in New York. I maybe that happens, but you don't know it's going to happen. I don't think that's enough to tear down I, your team unless you have a pro, like an ironclad. I agree with promise. you. I just don't like Dennis Smith Jr., I think, is my biggest problem with this trade. Like, if they had gotten, if they had dumped all their contracts, gotten a first back, and then gotten Marvin Bagley, I'd be like, okay. Right. Like, I I at least like Marvin Bagley. I think he might be a 2010 guy. And and now, obviously, you're getting KD. But the the weird thing is just not getting anybody that might be an all-star. It's for cap space. It's a pure cap space deal. If they got Kyle Kuzma, it would be better. If they got Josh Hart. I would like this I'd, deal I'd better. I like Josh Hart. Everyone likes Josh Hart. Where Nobody likes Dennis Smith Jr. What what could I have offered you for KP that would have made you happy? I, you know, like like really Jalen Brown and the Memphis pick. That's I would think about that. You know, like you think about it, especially you, not especially back. not seeing him play. That's way better. Yeah, Wait, I would think I would, about I that. I would love that. But you're not getting rid of your contracts. I mean, we'll figure out a way to get rid of the contracts later on. Like, see, that, I'm kind of mad at the Celtics. Maybe maybe they got frozen out of this because of the whole Nick Celtics thing, but. It feels like that Memphis pick is going to be a, a, a top three or even maybe but in like twenty twenty one because it's got protections on it. It goes and it goes, but it's like that. There's no roadmap for them to be good. Any team in the eighty Derby feels terrible right now because yes. they could have just gone and gotten KP for much lower, significantly price. less. Yeah. So do you think the Lakers could have? What could the Lakers have done? I, like I said, I literally think Kuzma and contracts yeah. is way better. Would you than have taken Tim? Hart, would you have taken? Ingram um, and expirings for Tim Hardaway and KP. I'd need more than that, but that's like you could. What if I? It. What if I took Courtney Lee too? I'm giving you, you expirings and one more player, one more rotation yeah. player. But, but if you the Lakers, that's, 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 that's a, again, now. that's a start. That's yeah. a start. Like, but if you're Lakers, you can't do that because then you don't have the extra guy, right? Right, you couldn't. You're get, getting rid of your sign. cap space for. Right. You whoever. couldn't get AD, but you could get Kyrie if he's coming home. The big unknown is how healthy is Kristaps. Yeah. If he's going for yeah. what is it, one cent on the dollar, 
like, do we really know what he's going to be next season? I guess that's the other thing that that's the other X factor is do the Knicks think that Chris Stapps is much more fucked up than he, than we know? Yeah, we discussed that a little bit. I mean, I, I'd always heard that uh, that that now who knows? Phil uh, Jackson, yeah, yeah. when you leave a situation, yeah. you're yeah. going to say bad things after. But Phil Jackson was always telling people his legs are he's no chance. His legs aren't going to. He's not built. I mean, play I, you know, Phil Jackson wanted to trade him for Okafor, so it's like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. of his, his <laughs> prominent butt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't wish that on Chris Stapps, who I loved watching, but I hope weirdly that, point, that yes. turns out to be true. <laughs> you know, like, just, <laughs> wow, so just it's very dark. It's very, very dark. That's the only relief that we have, you know, yeah. because it's very dark. him not making it all the way. Yeah, is this the worst trade of the century for the next twenty? We have a nineteen-year century now. <sighs> I mean, as it stands, Eddie right, Curry still won, like, right? Using Kristaps Porzingis to clear cap space is insane. You used him as a sweetener to get rid of bad contracts. That is fucking nuts. You know what this it's re- nuts. You know what this reminds me of? God. When the Clippers <laughs> treated their unprotected first for, Bar- like, they got rid of Baron Davis's contract, they ended up getting Chris Paul. But that number one pick became Kyrie Irving. And so you could rationalize it as we got right. Chris Paul, he changed our franchise for the next decade or whatever. But you gave up a much better player on a cost-controlled contract. So with that philosophy in mind, would you be happy if the Knicks become some iteration of Lob City but don't win a title in the aftermath of this? Uh, no, that's it's not like good G League Lob City. That's not good enough. Like <laughs> yeah. if this is a this is a big swing move. This is not a like base hit move. Yeah, this is a home run move. This is a we have to get KD right. And if Kyrie you down. if you steal first, then like get out of here. This is that's terrible. What if they got KD and Kemba? <laughs> I mean, that's interesting, but it, it, Kemba is not the Kemba's What about Katie nice, and but, Jimmy Butler? I think Justin and I both love Kemba and want to see him play in the garden. I just in the think yeah. uh, that's, that's interesting as well. I don't think those two guys can I play together. Mood's improving. I know, because, but here's the thing. Again, <laughs> it's, these, are all, these are all wishes and dreams yeah. well, this and is what, promises. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the other thing. If KD, let's say it, 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 it does emerge that KD through channels, through Kleinman, whoever— uh, signal to the Knicks that he's coming. Yeah. Right. And then he changes his mind. Like Katie's, it was a drunk text. Right, right. He wasn't Katie, sober. <laughs> what will the narrative be? The narrative will not be, wow, Katie really fucked the Knicks. What an asshole. It will be, haha, the Knicks stepped on a rake again. Yeah. There is absolutely zero, there's zero liability for Katie if he changes his mind. Nobody will blame him because the Knicks are trash. This is why you don't put yourself in this situation. And Kyrie. My change his mind this third time after right, changes mind the other time. Yeah. I just want to clarify one thing uh, Justin said over there. Yeah. The Clippers did not clear cap space for Chris Paul because I was a season ticket holder when that trade happened. <laughs> that was purely being cheap. <laughs> they gave away their number one pick right. to give basically they paid the Cavs to take Baron Davis with a number one pick. True. And at the time it was like you're not putting protections on the pick? There were no protections yeah. on it. I was like, well, there's this rule. You can't. And as the only way to come back to haunt us is if the pick was number one. Because I think they had like the eighth best record. Yeah. Right. And, they and also, then the pick was number and one. And they never should have had a chance to get him anyway because of the trade that was nullified with CP in the first place. So, you know. Get, get. You know, sending him to the, the Lakers and everything. That was a pretty right. bad trade. That, in retrospect, what was it? Louis Scola? Scola, uh, Lamar Odom. Uh, Lamar Odom, who was like in a... In a crack house he had, in a no, year. No, I think actually it was the trade that put him in the crack house. Like he really uh, went yeah. into he went into the emotional tailspin after the trade. Was he ever a Nick? 
No. <laughs> no, but he's from New York. He's from New York. <laughs> he did have Baron Davis. Baron Davis was in the Knicks and his knee exploded. Yeah. yeah. So Eddie Curry's second worst trade ever now? Yeah, I mean, that was like... But I talked about this already, but where do you put the mellow trade in the constellation of this stuff? Because I really feel like that trade kicked off seven years of, yeah. of awfulness. And that is has essentially led to this. I, I Excuse agree. me. It's been 19 years of awfulness. I, you're, you're right. It's 75 years of awfulness. Here, However... I, that was a bad trade as well, especially considering, like, I, I dare you to sign with Brooklyn and we'll pick you up in free agency. They had that option. Yeah. At the same time, they did get mellow back. Who's coming back in this deal? Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre Jordan, and it's terrible. There's no play. There's no one coming back. They're getting nothing but calf space. What would you do if DeAndre Jordan gave an interview and was like, "This is my town now," <laughs> and like really own being a Nick? He, I've always wanted to play here. I can't wait to watch him uh, give Ennis Cantor level. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, this is more more run for Ennis Cantor now, right? They, ha- they need to great. wave <laughs> yes. DeAndre, Wes yeah. Matthews, yes, and Ennis these guys Cantor need to go. right now. They what if they said, and they, um, somebody needs to break Dennis Smith Jr.'s leg accidentally yeah. well, so that is, he can't play for the rest of the season. Otherwise, he doesn't make sense. They need to keep tanking. We didn't talk about this, but this is an unintended consequence of this trade. So many buyout guys. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Knicks have three yeah. guys who, if you're just adding them for two months for a million dollars, could... If you can get DeAndre Jordan actually trying again, that's not a bad 10th man. Mm-hmm. The fucking Warriors um, are going to sign both of them. Oh my yeah. God. Wes Matthews as a 10th man isn't bad. Yeah. If he's not, your 5th yeah. man, he's bad. But yeah. as your 10th man, no. And then Cantor, I still believe in as a playoff guy. And the right matchups coming in for five minutes. Mm-hmm. He's Greg so Monroe. Three yeah, yeah. About that. And then uh, who are the other buyout guys? Miritich, if they don't trade him. Oh, you right. mean in the league? Yeah, there's there's like a lot of dudes this year. So all these teams that are like, oh, well, there are only like five guys, six guys. I think it's like an Ilyasova Bellinelli situation with Philly last year, where you're just plucking dudes, and all of a sudden now you have the, a bench. It's a dark day. Jason doesn't want to hear this. I don't want to hear it. The Knicks are liars. They're just straight out <laughs> liars. They lied about what like the leak is a total lie. They used Woj to leak this absolutely spurious story about KP getting mad. It's Bullshit. Oh, that was the last topic I had. Does Woj just have too much power now? Like, can you imagine in politics if there was just one Woj and he just controlled all the information that everybody read at all times? This is basically what's happening. Uh, it's the 31st franchise. <laughs> yeah, when we said thought, that we as thought a joke. Shams was gonna we thought Shams was gonna, you know, kind of close the gap, but it's not it has not happened. Not even the power of Woj could overwhelm the Knicks' stupidity though. I mean there's just this is not Woj's fault. This is like a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing and haven't known what they're doing for 25 years. James Dolan has given us zero evidence that he knows what he is doing. I don't I'm not positive he kn- knows who's on the Knicks. <laughs> uh, who are your favorite Knicks right now? Lonzo Trier, Noah Vonley. I, I loved really, watching I like both guy. of them. Everybody else? Vonley has Vonley has been good. He's been pretty good. He's been good. He's like a, you know, a great if he's your bench eighth big, man. He's your eighth he's man. He's great. I think Moutier is still there. He's fun once every Five, he's, but he's like a don't give me the 13th win accidentally yeah, guy yeah, by yeah, going yeah. off for 45. 100%. I remember I wrote a column for even before Grillin he has pinned like 2009-10 about the illusion of hope that this was the NBA this is the biggest thing about this century is these teams now instead of just trying to be good trying to sell their fans you know this summer we're gonna have cap space this has basically been the next strategy three different times now right it's just when they figure out how to tank and start a rebuild it's like they immediately hit the 
reset button on the reset button and do this, which is just doesn't make any sense. It's it, all going to be worth it if you have KD. Sure. Kemba and Zion. And Knox. We forgot Knox. And Knox Again, in October. That will be worth it. Maybe this is God's but, way of, of making you. Okay. So let's it, just Knox, Nilakina, DSJ. Those are three NBA players, quote unquote, on the team. <laughs> <laughs> only only one of them made my trade value list. Right. Even honorable mention. I took DSJ off my honorable mention a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. Knox has been really up and down. I like he's been up and down, but I think he's but he's trending upwards. He's so I feel Knox. good about him. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson jumping out the gym. Jumping out the gym, but absolute mess. He yeah. needs to just figure out. Can't play more than twenty minutes play. a game. Yes. Can't. Uh, and then you're banking on Kevin Durant. And Kyrie Irving and a top three pick. Again, that's your team. That's your team. It's not bad. It's not bad, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's and a playoff Trier, team. Yeah, here's you're the a, Wizards essentially. Oh here's God! The, it, like if <laughs> oh, they Jesus let's Christ. say they sign Kevin Durant in the summer, is that not is this whole affair not absolute ironclad evidence that tampering exists? If they sign him, hundred <laughs> percent right? tampering. No, but it's like but LeBron, how, what LeBron more bought two it, houses here last year. Everybody's like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> This is like they they moved an exciting young player who's a restricted free agent for cap space in a deal that makes no sense in any other world except for there being tampering. Yeah. Are you familiar with the posting and toasting Twitter account? Yes. Seth, Seth Rosenthal, my good friend, started that. He said, I would have been elated to trade him for Anthony Davis. Not so happy to trade him for DSJ, though. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's, and DSJ is just like... He's the guy that's going to win us too many games. This, this yeah, you're this almost going to Eddie too. Remember the movie Eddie? Yeah, Eddie too should be just kidnapping him the last ten ten games of the season. He's the guy sure that's he ruining your pick. He's the guy that's going to miraculously win us a game that absolutely cripples our play our our lottery chances towards the down stretch of this just season. Most incompetent NBA franchises right now. Knicks won or New Orleans won? New Orleans. New Orleans won. I mean, how do we feel about the Kings now? I feel like they've Kings? kind of. Back up. They're like the top backward 15. their other, way yeah. into a good team. Other than not taking a transformative once-in-a-generation superstar That's in the true. last yeah. year. Pretty bad. <laughs> Things are going great. I'll, how about this? The Lakers? The Lakers are bottom five right now. None of their good players are good. None yeah, of their I liked what you said. You had, what was your quote about the, uh, they they're fell, like the rich kid? Yeah, they, they fell ass backwards into good picks, didn't develop them. They're basically like rich and lucky. They were basically the Sixers without the PR staff for the, they had their own version of the process, which was Kobe, just shoot a lot for two years. Mm -hmm. We'll get some bad picks out of it. And then we'll tank and we'll get in. Yeah, they're born on third base. They they hit a triple. Yeah, I like, like, you know, I like Ingram's upside, but he strikes me as a guy that we're going to be hearing for the next five years, how he's about to turn the corner and become something else. I still Jeff Green. Yeah. I still don't know what. (laughs) But a playmaking Jeff Green. What position he is. And I know positions are totally different now, but I just don't, I can't get a grasp of what he is. Cause like in my head, I know like Jalen Brown, I get what he is. He's a wing and Tatum, like he can be a three and a four, but Ingram seems small Mm -hmm. for, you know, I, in my head, I thought he was like going to be the 6'11 skinny guy, but he doesn't seem 6'11 on the court. He was supposed to be Durant. That was the model. He's definitely not, doesn't, he's not physically imposing at all. It's almost like he's a shooting guard. Right. Mm-hmm. And he did better last year getting to the rim, but now he's yeah. like completely thrown off. I don't know if it's uh, just because his shooting isn't going. So that's filtering down into how he's getting to the rim or if it's like LeBron playing next to him. He doesn't really know how to operate because he yeah. he is a ball handler, I think, ultimately. And he's like tasked with playing with like four ball handlers at the same time. Yeah. 
and that hasn't worked. Also, it became kind of like this like overdone story that like he needs to add weight, he needs to add weight, he needs to add weight. We heard that story 30 times. We're three years down the road. He still needs a lot of fucking weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I just don't know how that's even going to come. It comes down to just like body chemistry. I have a question for the Knicks fans here. Oh, great. From posting and toasting again. There we go. Um, the be nice to KP crowd can get out. The new management was presumably very forthcoming with him. He made his choice. He couldn't take New York. He's getting zero praise from us after accomplishing absolutely nothing here. Hard disagree. Yeah, hard disagree. Okay. I, I, I think it's, it was very interesting to watch the Knicks and their lackeys in the tabloid media mm. attempt to leverage KP being actually quite thoughtful and reflective about where the Knicks stand as a franchise against him. He was always saying, I want to understand what the plan is going forward. I want to know what the path is to winning. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to be part of that. And they leverage that and turn that into, oh, KP doesn't like the direction of the franchise. He's upset. Of course he doesn't like the direction of the franchise. The franchise sucks. <laughs> like, prove to him that you don't suck anymore. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of revisionist history that all of their problems were Phil Jackson. And getting yeah. rid of him, they turned this new page to this new generation. Maybe yeah, they're even all bad. runs the team. He Maybe Steve the Mills is actually just as bad. I feel like I was KP when I was at the Boston Herald. <laughs> in, the, in the 90s, I was like, this place sucks. I should be getting more run. You got to get rid of some people. I don't like yeah. the culture here. And they were like, uh, fuck off. You're on the worst shift. Steve Mills. So wait, and you're saying that the you Dallas happened. Mavericks yeah. are the sports guy on page two? Dallas Mavericks were ESPN. They say they saved me. Steve wow. Mills. I mean, fuck. I think we forget this. Steve Mills is the guy who, when the Knicks all of a sudden didn't have a GM post Phil Jackson's firing, like stole the keys to the car and signed Tim Hardaway Jr. to a, like a ridiculous contract out of fucking I said this nowhere. Too. The minute Phil was the gone, Steve Phil Mill did that. He said, I'm going to make my mark right now. That was insane. Yeah. It, to ward off someone else coming in. So like, I'm pretty sure he's bad. In I'm, real time, we knew that was a horrible, horrible yes. signing. I remember when they did that signing, I did the tweet of like, getting him for 7.5 million, <laughs> smart move. Wait, what? <laughs> it's like 75. <laughs> Three years, seven point five billion. <laughs> Sounds good. It's one of the uh, worst in the in the league right now. Well, we we really uh, the Knicks just give us content, man. It's an awful deal. I hope tampering exists. I okay. hope they're tampering. Just I, I, I this is my immediate reaction to this, yeah. and maybe this is where we can kind of round this off. Yeah, I thought that this was the biggest risk in NBA history. It's I was a huge trying risk. to think of another deal that was riskier than what they've just done. It's a huge, it's a gamble. It's essentially like, well, cons yeah, considering they could have traded him in June when everybody yes. knows what their draft pick is and done a reboot, you're basically hoping and praying you're getting two free agents from this. That's a, that's all it is. Not just yeah. two free agents, but you need two, two max. top flight yes. max free agents. Anything and if you don't get that. that, then the fans are going to be upset. If it is, even if it's KD and Tobias Harris, I think people are going to be like, what the fuck was this? I don't think upset is the right word. I think I, it's like, I think the fans would actually revolt. I mean, if they don't get those guys, this leads to those guys getting fired in, in like July 15th. Yeah, if they don't get Durant. If they get Durant and then they have kind of a weird like 48-win team, it's, right. a, it's kind of a fascinating thing because is that enough to just say I reject this team if you have like the third most exciting score in the right. history of the NBA? How amazing would it be if Durant before the Golden State game today was like, 
I don't know what everybody's talking about. <laughs> I'm resigning with Golden State. Oh I, I mean, don't know that where would this be coming from. Honestly, that would be devastating. And again, like the garden should be burned down at that point. <laughs> Just burn it, burn it to the ground. Guys, Brooklyn is pretty good. I don't know if you want to. I don't want to hear that. Go across I mean, the they've, been just, they've just been very smart. So that was the only thing. I mean, there were some funny tweets in the 15 minutes when it seemed like there was going to be a KP sweepstakes. Yeah. People were like, and look out for Brooklyn. It's like, they will never trade KP to Brooklyn. Yeah. That is yeah, never that's happening. Yeah. That's never happening. Never, ever in a million years. Uh, guys, this was fun. Sure. We are, uh, <laughs> maybe not fun for you, but I enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to back tomorrow with Sal. We're going to do a little uh, Super Bowl preview. That'll be like basically a half podcast. So we split this up for you. Thanks to uh, Justin, Jason, Sean Fennessy, Chris yeah. Ryan. Uh, check out the Ringer NBA show tomorrow for more. Check out NBA Desktop. Yep. Were you guys filming when we this were happened? Filming, you could watch it break across my face in real time. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> all right. So you can watch that as well at uh, NBA Desktop on all the Ringer platforms uh, until then. All right. That's it. Don't forget to uh, come back tomorrow. Me and Cousin Sal doing uh, part two of the Super Bowl props pod. You can hear part one on the Against All Odds podcast. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to the Rewatchables podcast. And House of Carbs, I was on both of those podcasts this week. Thanks to Sonos. Don't forget, they are the smart, compact soundbar for your TV. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Order your beam today, S-O-N-O-S.com. And uh, don't forget about NBA Desktop, which we put usually put up in the mornings on Friday. <laughs> Jason's real-time reaction. That's going to be hilarious to this trade. Hang in there, Knicks fans. At some point in life, it's going to get better. Maybe not this life, but maybe the next life. See you tomorrow.